Welcome to Mount Olive First Pentecostal Holiness Church. Thank you for connecting with us. In just a moment, Pastor Jeff will be sharing an uplifting and encouraging message that we pray will inspire you in your walk with God. Our desire at MOF PHC is for you and your family to find hope in Jesus Christ so that He will transform your life. Thanks again for connecting with us. Please contact us if we can help you discover God's purpose for your life. Enjoy the message. Well, I want to just take a few minutes this morning and share with you from the Word of God something I feel like very relevant for where we are today in our culture and what God is speaking to us, preparing us for what could be. And you'll know more when I share the Word here. So I've titled the message today, Fight On, Fight On fight on say fight on fight on it seems that we live in a culture today where everybody loves a good fight they love a good fight I mean you can go on social media and fight all day long if you want to everybody loves a good fight Um, recently you may have seen in the news these two characters right here on the screen Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg I think is how you pronounce his name Say that fast 10 times. There's the possibility right now, and the hype is out there now, that these two individuals, one who owns Twitter and one that owns Facebook, that they're going to rent a coliseum in Rome, one of the Greek coliseums, and they're going to have a a cage match, and they're going to fight each other. Well, one part of me is like, who cares? I'm like, if you, and there's no telling how much Money that fight will generate. There's no telling how many people will pay on pay-per-view to watch it. It's, it's really going to be massive, I'm sure. They're, they're trying to use it as a, a charity event. And, and, and this is how my wheels think. I'm like, who cares if they fight each other? Can both of them lose? If you really want to make this interesting, here's what I would do. Let's put uh, Musk and Zuckerberg in the ring and have tag team and let them go against Mike Tyson and Ric Flair I mean come on that's what I'm talking about I got my money on Flair and Tyson but everybody loves a good fight you can take that photo down people love fighting and the Bible talks a lot about fighting don't miss this when you become a follower of Jesus Christ you become a fighter when, when you say yes to Jesus and you decide that you're going to follow him, guess what? You become a fighter. You become a fighter. We fight spiritual battles. We know the Bible tells us that. We're, we're going to fight those battles in our life. They're going to be spiritual. And we're told in the Bible to many times, Paul would tell Timothy, fight the good fight. Fight the fight of faith. And in other words, Timothy, fight on, fight on. So I want you to open your Bibles this morning to 2 Timothy chapter 1. I'm going to read to you a few verses here in just a minute, verses 7 through 14. I had not got there yet, but 2 Timothy chapter 1. You can find your place in your Bibles. Before I read this, I want to kind of just pull it all together in context because you'll kind of know what is happening here. The Apostle Paul, he's uh, writing this letter to Timothy, his young son in the faith. And Paul was in prison for his faith in Jesus Christ. He was in prison for his faith. 
You know what? When I, when, when I think about him being in prison for his faith, I was thinking about it. Tony, you, you may remember this. Uh, Miss Rose, you, you probably know uh, Mr. Clark from high school. Uh, we had him, I had him for a class in high school. Some of y'all know who I'm talking about. I probably shouldn't have called his name out. But he, he used to always tell us that his wife was in prison. And I never knew if he was joking or not. He would say his wife's in prison. Finally, one day, someone asked him, what is she in prison for? And he says, I hope she's in there for good. <laughs> so I don't know. But Paul, I know what Paul was in prison for. Paul was in prison for his faith in Jesus Christ. And while in prison, Paul... Um, he anticipates the persecution of Christians that it's going to intensify so he gives this uh, charge if you will this, this warning uh, to his son in the faith Timothy and he tells Timothy you know what Timothy you need to make sure you'll read it through the, uh, 1st Timothy 2nd Timothy that you need to fight the good fight of faith he's telling him listen um, you know there's going to be intensity coming as far as persecution comes and you need to be ready and you need to fight for the gospel you need to fight for the sake of the gospel in other words Paul was telling Timothy you need to fight on fight on no matter, no matter how bad things get you need to fight on and so there's this letter here and Paul's actually writing this letter from prison for his faith in Jesus Christ and he's given a charge a warning a word of encouragement to his son in the faith and let me read to you these passages here follow along in your Bibles so I'm starting on verse 7 I had it on the screen but I'm actually going to pick up at verse 6 too you don't have to pull it in I'll just read this uh, 2 Timothy chapter 1 starting at verse 6 for this reason I remind you this is Paul talking to Timothy for this reason I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands here we go for the spirit God gave us does not make us timid. Some translations say fear. But God gives us love and self-discipline or, or sound mind, what some Bible translations say. Here we go. So do not be ashamed of the testimony about our Lord or me, his prisoner. Rather, join with me in suffering for the gospel by the power of God. He has saved us and called us to a holy life not because of anything we have done, but because of his own purpose and grace. This grace was given us in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time, but it has now been revealed through the appearing of our Savior, Christ Jesus, who, was, who has destroyed death and has brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. And of this gospel, I was appointed a herald and an apostle, a preacher, if you will, and a teacher, and that is why I am suffering as I am. Yet this is no cause for shame because I know whom I have believed and I am convinced that he's able to guard what I have entrusted to him until that day. What you heard from me keep as the pattern of sound teaching with faith and love in Christ Jesus. Guard the good deposit that was entrusted to you. Guard it with the help of the Holy Spirit who lives in us. Father, Thank you for your word. I pray right now, God, that you would anoint this time. God, speak to our hearts. Bless this time, God. And I'm praying, God, for a fruitful work in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. I want you to first notice here 
out of these passages I read to you that there's this encouragement to Timothy to fight on, to fight on. And we are to fight on, first of all, and never be ashamed of the gospel. We're to fight on and never be ashamed of the gospel. Verse 8 says, Do not be ashamed to testify about our Lord or ashamed of me, his prisoner. Paul is encouraging young Timothy to never be ashamed and to fight on. Fight on because guess what? There's going to be spiritual battles in this life. Amen. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Fight on, Timothy. Because the world that Paul and Timothy lived in was a culture that believed that the cross of Christ was foolishness. And in that day, the gospel of Jesus Christ was being mocked and being attacked by a godless and corrupt culture. And Paul was warning Timothy to be ready for the mocking of the gospel. Paul was warning Timothy to be ready for opposition and attacks against the gospel. Paul knew Timothy was about to encounter a great fight in an anti-Christ culture or a woke culture. A culture that was obsessed with, with evil and dark deeds. A culture that was uh, full of wickedness and sexual morality and the list could go on of, of idol worship and greed and power and control and corruption. Sounds a lot like the culture that we live in today. And Paul was encouraging Timothy, listen, no matter how, how great the battle becomes, you need to fight on and do not be ashamed to stand up for the gospel. Don't be ashamed to speak up for the gospel of Jesus Christ to this dark and chaotic culture that we live in. In fact, Timothy, don't, don't shrink back in fear and don't be ashamed because this very culture that is wicked and corrupt and dark, they're the very ones that need to hear the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ so don't be ashamed fight on he said fight on no matter how people treat you fight on and do not be ashamed of the gospel no matter how much pressure that's put on you fight on and never be ashamed of the gospel no matter how much intimidation comes from whoever, whether it be government or organization or other people, Timothy, you fight on and don't be ashamed of the gospel. Paul was telling him, don't be ashamed, don't be ashamed, don't be ashamed of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And the reason why he was encouraging him and charging him to fight on and not be ashamed is because I believe that in these last days that the, the tactic of the enemy will be to try to shame you. He'll try to shame you for your faith and shame you for believing in the, the gospel of Jesus Christ. They will shame you. They will shame you. People, the culture that's around us, there will be an attempt as they're, as they're being influenced and controlled by darkness and dark powers, there's gonna be a, 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 an attempt to silence you and to shame you because you believe in God and believe in God's word. They're gonna shame you for speaking God's word. Can I tell you that there's been a situation where I was in and I was preaching the word of God and the truth of God's word about marriage and about how abortion is murder and that every gift is a, uh, every life is a gift from God and people uh, would not, not here at this church, it was at another location and they got up and they walked out of the service. And the enemy will try to come against you and, and almost like 
Am I being misunderstood or have I said something wrong and the enemy will try to come and shame you? But friend, we cannot shrink back in shame. We need to stand on the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. They will try to shame you from speaking God's word. There'll be an attempt to shame you as uh, and putting a label on you as being intolerant or uh, you'll be shamed, labeled out of touch and you'll be shamed and labeled as a, as a hater. Uh, it was just in the news about a week ago, a young boy who uh, I think it was out around Oregon, maybe somewhere in the area and it was at a, um, an abortion clinic and there was a, a protest going on out there and this was actually a, a pro-choice march and the young boy was there with his Bible and all he was doing was standing outside in the street and he was reading the scriptures from the, the Bible just declaring the word of God and, and they arrested him for that. That's right here in the United States. Right here in the United States for, for declaring the word of God and disrupting a protest march. The culture that we live in now will try to shame you for your faith in Jesus Christ please hear me I don't know if the God is preparing us for what's ahead I'm just saying right now church listen to me be ready be ready to be shamed for what you believe in and be ready to be shamed for who you believe in but when the fight comes to shame you, you need to hold your position. You need to stand firm. Do not be ashamed. Fight on for the gospel and do not shrink back in fear, but stand firm knowing the Lord is going to uphold you with his righteous right hand. In fact, Paul told Timothy, I read it to you, he says, God's not giving you a spirit of fear. He's not giving you a spirit of fear. He's giving you power and love and a sound mind. And God help us today. I mean, really, I sense it. We, we may need to stop right here and pray. God help us today not to give in to the spirit of fear, not to give in to the spirit of shame, but God help us to fight on for the sake of the gospel and let's not be ashamed. Let's not be ashamed. Father, right now in the name of Jesus, you have not given us a spirit of fear. So God, help us not to be ashamed of the gospel, but to fight on and to trust you, Lord, even when the enemy and the culture will attempt to shame us, that God, that we would hold firm, stand firm, hold our position, and we would look to you as you uphold us, God, for your glory in Jesus' name. Fight on and never be ashamed of the gospel fight on as we suffer for the gospel verse 8 says therefore do not be ashamed of the testimony about our Lord nor of me his prisoner but share in suffering for the gospel by the power of God fight on as we suffer for the gospel fight on as we suffer for the gospel Paul is saying to Timothy Timothy look at me Look at me, I'm, I'm in prison for the sake of the gospel. I am confined and I'm in chains for the sake of the gospel. He's reminding Timothy that when you decide to fight on for the gospel, you need to be ready to encounter and you need to be ready to experience suffering in your life. The Bible says in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 12, Paul says, indeed, all who desire to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. Indeed. 
Not, not you might face some suffering or it might come your way. In, indeed, indeed, if you desire to live a godly life in Christ Jesus, you will be persecuted. I just want to warn you this morning, encourage you and charge you that part of our calling as fighters of the gospel will be suffering, will be suffering. I know that sounds discouraging and, and nobody wants to suffer, but don't leave out ver part of verse 8. We are sharing and suffering for the gospel by the power of God, by the power of God. Yes, there will be suffering, but we can fight on because we have the power of God. Yes, listen, you will suffer for the gospel, but listen, remember, you have the power of God. I thought about it. Some of you have walked in today. You might be fighting the fight of your life right now for whatever reason, but you need to remember this. You have the power of God in your life. Amen. You, you may be feeling weak and discouraged because of what you're walking through right now, but remember, you have the power of God. The power of God will come upon you and strengthen you to be a witness, to be courageous, to be bold, to be a faithful, unashamed fighter of the gospel. We need the power of God. Hallelujah. We need the, the power of God. And the good news is this. The good news is when we're suffering for the sake of the gospel, that's right when we experience God's power working in us and through us. It's when you're suffering in the battles of life that God's power comes. It's when you're wounded. It's when you're, it's when you're weary from the battles of life that God empowers you so you can fight on. The power of God helps us fight through the suffering. Notice I said through the suffering. God's power helps us through our suffering. Most of us want out of the suffering. We prefer blessings instead of battles. But God says, listen to me. I'll take your sufferings and your battles and I will empower you to get through it. I will help you to get through it. God says, I will empower you to fight on no matter how intense the suffering is, no matter how intense the battle becomes. Fight on as we suffer for the gospel and remember what God's word says in Romans 8.18. I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us hallelujah praise the Lord for that amen we're going to suffer for the sake of the gospel you look in the New Testament the early church you think about Paul you think about Peter you think about Stephen you think about others that were that were followers of Jesus Christ and while they were serving the Lord and sharing the gospel they found themselves suffering they found themselves suffering but if you study those lives of those people you'll see that God's power was manifested and working in them right in the midst of their suffering. And that should remind us today that we can truly experience the power and the glory of God working in us and through us right in the middle of our suffering. Right in the middle of our suffering. If you've walked in today and you've been suffering and you've been hurting for whatever reason, you need to know that that's when God shows up with his power to help you, to strengthen you, to get you through the suffering. The suffering is going to come. But God says, listen, it's going to come, but don't fear. 
Don't fear because I'm going to be with you through the suffering and you're going to experience my power and you're going to experience my power right when you need it. Not a second before, not a second later. My power is going to be right on time for you. Hallelujah. And it's going to help you and guide you and strengthen you to get through what you're going through. Hallelujah. God's power is expected in our suffering. Can I just say this to you? Part of our vision here, our mission here, is that we seek the lost and we serve the suffering and we share life together. When we serve the suffering, we should expect and experience the power of God at work in us and through us when we're ministering to those around us in this church, in this community. Listen, when, you, when you're ministering to somebody and they're at a place in their life and they're going through suffering, they're going through battles, when we grab their hands, when we lay hands on them, we should believe for the power of God to be released right then right there in their moment, right there in that place. When you're in a situation and there's suffering around you, God wants to do something. Just like what's going on right now in Hawaii, I believe God wants to do something right there through God's people. As they minister, God's gonna use them and power's gonna be released. And he wants to do it here in Mount Olive, North Carolina. He wants to do it in Faison, North Carolina. He wants to do it in Calypso, North Carolina. He wants to do it in Grantham and Bo, or like they said at UPS when I worked there, at Benticus, which is Botancus. I said, brother, <laughs> you, you, you need somebody to help you pronounce that. That's Botancus. But God wants to, he wants to release power in the midst of suffering. So we need to fight on because we have the power of God. I want to share with you, we also need to fight on knowing we have the grace of God. How many of you are thankful for the grace of God this morning? Verses 9 through 12 says, God saved us and called us to a holy calling, not because of our works, but because of his own purpose and grace, which he gave us in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time. Don't miss this. God saved us not because of our works. Our works are worthless. God's work is worthy. Hallelujah. And God saved us not because of our works, but by his own grace. We are saved from sin by God's grace. We are saved from wrath and judgment by God's grace. We're saved from a real hell by God's grace. Only by God's grace. Only by God's grace. If you ever start feeling ashamed of the gospel, you just need to think of all of what Christ has done for you. He came to this earth to seek and save the lost. He came to rescue us and forgive us of our sins. And he did all that through grace. Amen. How in the world can I be ashamed of the gospel when I know Jesus Christ died in my place on the cross so my sins could be forgiven and I could be born again into the family of God? How in the world can I be ashamed knowing that I am saved today only by the grace of God? Come on, let's thank the Lord for his grace today. Don't deserve it, not worthy of it, but thank God for his grace. Fight on because we have God's grace. It's a saving grace, and it's also a keeping grace. Aren't you thankful today it's not only a saving grace, but it's a keeping grace? You wouldn't even be sitting right here right now if it weren't for the grace of God. Only by the grace of God that we're here. Only by the grace of God you got the next breath out of your mouth. Only by the grace of God. So thank God today that we can fight on knowing we have the grace of God. And I'm almost done. We're, we're moving quick now. You can fight on living a holy life. Verse 9 says, God has saved us by his grace, we know, and called us to a holy life. 
Listen to me, church. When you are born again, you are a new creation in Christ. You have been given a new purpose, and that is to be conformed and transformed daily into the image of Jesus Christ. Who is Jesus? Jesus, the Bible says, he's the holy servant. He's the holy one. He's the righteous one. And the holy one and righteous one has called me and you to live a holy life, pleasing unto him. This is our spiritual act of worship. We believe in holiness. We believe that God has called us to be holy for he is holy. How can I ever be ashamed of the gospel when I know that he's transformed my life? I'm not going to be ashamed of what Christ has done for me. If I'm ashamed of anything, I'm going to be ashamed of the old life I was in. The old life of sin, the old life of misery, the old life of just uh, rebelling against God. I'm, I'm going to be ashamed of my past, but I'm never going to be ashamed of the new life that I have in Jesus Christ. I'm never going to be ashamed of that. Come on. I mean, you're saved. He turned your life around. He delivered you. I mean, come on. Some of you have been set free. God set me free from some things I never thought I'd have freedom over. God's able, friend. I'm not going to be ashamed of that. I want the whole world to know if God can do it for me, he can do it for you. Hey, hallelujah. Praise God. How can we be ashamed of the gospel when lives are being changed every day all over this world? Sinners coming to Christ being transformed by the power of God to, to be like Jesus in his holiness. How can I be ashamed that God has given me a, a purpose over my life to, to be set apart for the glory of God, to live a holy life? Some of you are missing out on what God truly wants to do in your life and you're unfit for what God's calling you to do because you're still attached to some of the things of this world and you won't let them go. And the Lord's saying today, you know what? You need to let them go. You need to let them go. I was reading this morning and kept right on reading. For everyone who confesses the name of the Lord must turn away from wickedness. Come on, everyone who confesses the name of the Lord will turn away from wickedness. Some of you need to let go of some wicked things and you need to put your eyes on Jesus. You say, you know what, Lord? There's a purpose over my life to be consecrated, to live holy, and to be used by you. And so God, sanctify me for your name's sake. Make me holy, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Some of you need to pray, Lord, make my mouth holy. Make my eyes holy. Make my feet and my hands holy. Make my ears holy. Come on. Some of you know what you're involved in right now, the wickedness, the sin, and it's separating you from God and keeping you from truly being fully used by the Lord. And the Lord's saying today, you know what? I've called you to live a holy life. And he'll do it in you and through you as you surrender to him. He'll conform you. He'll transform you. If you'll just say, here I am, Lord. Take my mouth. I was in the Navy for four years. You know what they say about the mouth of a sailor? He'll wash your mouth out. He'll sanctify your mouth. He can cleanse you. He can make you holy. God, help us to fight on and live a life of holiness. You know the holiness, being set apart to be used by God, living for Him, 
that's, that's really where you're, you're, you're set apart from the things of this world. You're called out of the world of darkness. You're called to walk in the light of God and to no longer be an instrument of sin, but be an instrument of righteousness. How can you be an instrument of righteousness when you're walking out of the liquor store, but you're here on Sunday with your hands raised up to the Lord in the air? How is it that you're an instrument of righteousness when you're, when you're, when you're buying beer and getting drunk with the boys in the barn? Oh, ladies, instrument of righteousness, but you gossiping about everybody and tearing them down with your words? God, help us. Lord, help us to walk in holiness. A desire that there's so much love for you, God, that we want to detach ourselves from the things of this world and we want to be completely attached to you to be a light for you, to be a representation of you, an ambassador for you, Jesus, through holiness. In Jesus' name, we pray, amen. You're gonna fight on knowing that death has been destroyed. Death has been destroyed. Verse 10 says, but has now been revealed through the appearing of our Savior, Christ Jesus, who has destroyed death and has brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. Listen to me. Be encouraged this morning. You can fight on because death has been destroyed. Death has been destroyed. Jesus destroyed death for us. Listen, as a follower of Jesus Christ, you should never be living in fear. You know why? Because Jesus has destroyed death. One translation says he obliterated it. Jesus obliterated death. He destroyed it. Another translation says he abolished it. We should never be afraid that's why Paul could stand in the face of death and he could say, oh death, where is your sting? Oh death, where is your victory? There was no fear in his life. He knew that Jesus had destroyed death, had given victory over death and we have eternal life. We have eternal life. Listen to me, if you're a follower of Jesus Christ today, you have eternal life. You have eternal life. Life will never end. Hello, my brother, my sister, listen to me. We win, we win, we win. Guess what? We live, we live, we live. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God, hallelujah. There's no need to be afraid because Jesus has destroyed it, death. I'm not ashamed of the gospel because I know heaven is in my future. I fight on because I know I have eternal life through Christ Jesus. How about you, friend? How about you? Do you know that you have eternal life through Christ Jesus? Do you know that heaven is in your future? Are you walking around afraid? Come on, there's no need to live in fear because Jesus has destroyed. Listen, death has no grip on me. We were singing it a while ago. Praise God. Praise God. Aren't you thankful today that Jesus has destroyed death through the work of the cross and through his resurrecting power? Come on, praise God. Praise God. Pastor Caleb, if you want to come and let's give them some more living hope. Jesus. I really sense that God is preparing us for something. How many people are going to fight on? How many people are going to fight on? 
fight on never being ashamed fight on even through the suffering that you may have to go through fight on knowing that you have the power of God available to you fight on knowing that God's grace is with you man that right there if I could just read those few verses every day if, if I couldn't read nothing else just knowing that God has called me and his grace is with me thank God for his grace and thank God he's called us to a holy life set apart from the things that used to pull us away from God so dishonoring to God help us to fight on knowing that death has been destroyed I, I don't know that we'll ever have to face this I don't know but I, I know some of the things that I get in emails and I know how it just seems like it's getting closer I'm talking things going on in other nations but they're, they're working their way right here in the United States and, and Lord help me you know I feel like sometimes that we got this little uh, block of cheese that's real waving at us up here and we're just all looking at this and looking at this and looking at the cheese looking at the cheese and, and while we're being lured away looking at the, the things that are the appetite for our lust the, these things are starting to just kind of come in, come in, come in, come in, come in, come in and then when we take our head off and eyes off looking at that we're going to look down and soon and very soon we, we better be ready we better be ready and I'm not trying to sound negative up here I'm just telling you God's truth of what was going on in this culture and I believe it's happening right now before our very own eyes I know God can turn it around but you need to fight on you, you need to fight on and I'm, this is my last point here fight on knowing the day is approaching fight on knowing the day's approaching verse 12 says this right here yet I'm not ashamed because I know who I'm, I know whom I have believed I hope you know whom you have believed and I'm convinced that he's able to guard what I've entrusted to him for that day for that day what day is that the day Jesus is coming back the day Jesus is coming back do you, do you believe Jesus is coming back? Listen, I mean, I was shouted from the mountaintops. I mean, you take the word of God, prophecy after prophecy after prophecy. I'm telling you right now, friend, Jesus is coming back. He's coming. What day is it going to? Jesus is coming back. And I'm not going to be ashamed of the gospel because I know one day he's coming back. And I look forward to that day. I, I, I hope I'm one of the ones that's caught up in the air. Hallelujah. Listen, when Jesus comes in power and glory, that's going to be the day when every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ, he is Lord. He is Lord. Every knee's going to bow. Every tongue's going to confess that he's Lord. And my encouragement is that while we watch and while we wait, let's fight on. Let's fight on. Don't give up. Don't get discouraged. Don't be ashamed of the gospel. Don't let the enemy get a foothold in your life, in your home, in your heart. No, you fight on. You fight on. You press on. The devil has no ground here. By the authority and the power of the name of Jesus, I declare it over my home, my life, my marriage, my children. Hallelujah devil you're not going to have your way and we're going to fight on for the glory of God we're going to hold our position we're going to stand firm we're going to keep looking to the Lord I'm not going to waver I'm going to keep the faith I'm going to look up until my redemption draweth nigh hallelujah praise the Lord praise the Lord I'm going to fight on and I'm not going to be ashamed I'm not going to be ashamed of Jesus Christ 
Jesus said these words here in Luke 9, 26, for whoever is ashamed of me and of my words, of him will the Son of Man be ashamed when he comes in his glory and the glory of the Father and of the holy angels. Man, I don't want Jesus ashamed of me. I, 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 want, to, I want to hear, well done, thy good and faithful servant. I don't want no shame brought on my Lord. Let's not be ashamed of the gospel. There's, a, there's an opportunity right now in this culture that we live in, in this community that we live in right now. There's an opportunity for you to fight on for the glory of God. You can fight for light over darkness. Some of you know we need to make that our fight. I'm not talking about getting guns and go blazing. I'm talking about fight for light over darkness. Fight for, fight for good over evil. Fight for love over hate. Fight for righteousness over unrighteousness. Fight for justice over injustice. Fight for freedom over bondage. And fight for faith over fear. We're living in the last days. God has prompted me by the power of His Holy Spirit to give a warning or a charge here today. Get ready to fight on fight on, fight on and don't be ashamed and we need to pray the Holy Spirit will help us God has a purpose for every one of us here today, God has a purpose for your life I don't care if you're 8 or if you're 80 it don't matter to me, God has a purpose and for every follower of Christ you are a fighter you are a fighter and that is the fight for the sake of the gospel fight for the glory of God fight on, fight on would you stand with me please fight on I'm going to ask you if you would as you stand uh, would you just bow your heads now and just close your eyes and begin to pray just begin to pray Lord I'm not sure how this message has been received and not exactly sure how you want to close this service but I need your help right now please please Lord I pray you'll just speak to hearts First of all, I believe God would have every Christian here to pray right now for any lost soul that's here. If you've walked in this morning and you're not sure that you're on your way to heaven, you're not sure that you're saved from your sins, you're forgiven of your sins, you're not sure that you have eternal life through Christ Jesus, you can be sure. You can know today whom you believe in. It's as easy as just admitting and that you're a sinner and believing that God sent His Son Jesus to die on the cross in your place. And that he, he died for all of us. He took our place. He was our substitute. Shed His blood so our sins could be forgiven, washed away, made new, placed in a grave. Three days later, God raised him from the dead he conquered death he conquered death he destroyed it he obliterated it hallelujah and because he lives we can live too we can live we can live we can live forever in eternity too but that all happens as you place your faith in Jesus Christ you repent you repent and you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Nobody looking around. Nobody looking around. Every Christian praying. If you've walked in here today and you would just say, Pastor, I'm not certain. I'm just not sure. And, and I want to be positive. I want to have the promise and the certainty that I know 
that there's no fear in my life about death because I am on my way to heaven. But I'm not sure today, and I want you to just pray for me. I'm ready to, I'm ready to turn my life over to Christ. I'm ready to commit my life to Christ for him to be my Savior, for him to be my Lord. Nobody looking around. You want me to pray for you right now. Lift your hand real high with boldness so I can see it, please. God bless you, ma'am. God bless you, ma'am, or to any others. Lift it real high where I can see it, please. Just raise your hand. Come on, just a couple more seconds, please. Just a couple more seconds. I'm here today, and I'm not sure heaven is in my future, but I want to I be sure. I want I wanna you to pray for me today. God bless you, son. God bless you. God bless you. You can put your hand down. Come on, we're going to wait just about another 10 or 15 seconds. There's others that are lifting their hands. Come on. I'm, I'm here today, and I'm admitting that I need Jesus into my, in my life to forgive me of my sins. And I need you to pray for me, Pastor. Pray for me. Amen. Keep praying. Those that lifted your hand, just right there where you are, ma'am, sir, whoever you are, just begin to pray. Jesus, please save me. Please save me and forgive me of my sins. I repent today. I I, I make a decision to to admit those sins and quit those sins. I, I turn from them right now. I turn, and I'm going in a different direction, Lord. I'm, I'm praying right now, God, that you would forgive me and, God, make all things new in my life right now. I, I surrender my heart to you this day, God. This day, God, I commit my life to you, to follow you, to live for you, to glorify you, God. And by faith, I thank you for just saving me and making things new in my life right now. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. I believe. I confess with my mouth right now. Come on, do it. I confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Lord, say it. He is Lord. He's my Lord. He's my Lord. On this Sunday, I declare He's my Lord and my Savior. And thank you for rescuing me from my sins. And thank you for the promise, God, of eternal life, knowing that I have a home in heaven to be with you forever and ever. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, nobody looking around. If you made that prayer, if you if you declared that promise, that prayer over your life, lift your hand again and say, I did it today. I did it today. Come on, don't be afraid. Right now, say, I prayed it, I prayed it, I declared it over my life in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. If you're here this morning and you've been in a fight, and you've been discouraged and you want to fight on fight on for your faith fight on for your family fight on for your healing fight on for for people around you in your life that you care deeply about fight on you're you're here today and you're fighting for the purpose of God and the will of God for your life and you feel like you've been about to give up and you've been reminded today there's a fight and I'm going to keep fighting for the glory of God. I want you to step out of your chair right now and I want you to make your way to the altar. Come on. I've been fighting for my family. I've been fighting for my peace. I've been fighting for this purpose over my life. I've been fighting for healing over my life and over my children and over my wife. Come on. I've been fighting and I need God to help me. Fear has tried to rule and reign over me, but no longer am I going to allow fear to take over. Come on, if that's you, step out right now. Step out right now and come to the altar and let's pray together and let's believe God. Come on.